Hello, I'm Julianne Steinbacher, the founding partner of Steinbacher Goodall & Yurchak, an elder and special needs law firm with offices in Williamsport and State College, Pennsylvania. Prior to being an attorney, I was a social worker in a nursing home, and I saw firsthand the devastating effects that can happen to families who don't plan ahead. As an attorney, I help my clients answer three questions. The first question is, what happens if you die? What do we need to do today to make sure that your assets get to who you want to in the simplest, most cost-effective manner possible? The second question is, what happens if you don't die but get sick? How do we make sure that we protect your assets, protect that family business? And the third question, which is a question that I don't think many professionals, including other elder law attorneys and myself, have done a good enough job addressing. And that question is, what happens if you get Alzheimer's or a related dementia? What do we need to do today to get ready for that? Through this series of videos, we're going to look into that question in association with the Alzheimer's Association. So let's begin. Here with me today is Jeff Dauber, the Education and Outreach Coordinator for the Greater Pennsylvania Chapter of the Alzheimer's Association. Jeff, it's great to see you. Thanks, Julie. Thanks for having us. We appreciate the chance to partner um, with you on this video series. In this session, we're going to talk about prevention and risk reduction. Jeff, what do we know about preventing Alzheimer's disease? Well, we know that we can't 100% prevent this disease, but there are many things that we can do at any age to reduce our risk. We talk about four separate things, really. One is, you know, staying cognitively challenged, you know, at any age. You know, what can we do to keep ourselves cognitively challenged? Um, some people like to do puzzles and some people like to do, you know, learn, learn another language or learn an instrument. I play the guitar. I hope that helps to challenge me. But it's really important, and I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll joke with people and say, you know, if we have jobs and we're in school, we're being cognitively challenged or we're hoping to. It's important for seniors or folks that aren't in the workforce anymore to cognitively, you know, to challenge themselves, learn how to write with their off hand, learn and, you know, take an online class, learn something like that. But cognitive challenge is, is important. Um, if you can do the crossword puzzle, you know, the New York Times puzzle every day, you may not be challenging yourself. So we need to kind of cognitively challenge ourselves. Then we ask ourselves, what is brain health? Well, brain health is heart health. You know, the brain runs the show, but it can't do anything without good oxygenated blood. So anything that's good for cardiac is good for brain health. Um, and what are those things? Well, we look at diet and we look at exercise. You know, if we're looking at diet, it's like just trying to have a plan to eat better. Um, we don't have to go all go on the bland chicken diet, but, you know, trying to introduce more fruits and vegetables and nuts and whole grains into our diet is very important. Um, and then we also look at exercise. Um, you don't have to join a gym. It's just get up and keep moving, you know, get yourself going. That's important. You know, those are very important things for us at any age. There was just a study done recently um, about blood pressure. Um, and how to manage it, how to aggressively manage blood pressure to keep it at 120 over 80 instead of 135 over 80. And then the last thing is staying social or, or preventing social isolation. And, you know, if you're not staying social, you could become chronically depressed. Chronically depressed people, what do they do? They're probably not being cognitively challenged. They're probably not taking care of themselves. Those things can mimic dementia or those can be the things that turn to, you know, the Alzheimer's disease on. So those are really the four important things that we're looking for. Cognitive ability, you know, heart health through exercise and diet and keeping people, you know, involved in their community. Um, I know in my family member situation, the doctor said, you know, 
just walking is really, really helpful. Now, at that point in time, he was already diagnosed with multi-infarct dementia, but that's a dementia that is, is affected by the heart. It's caused by little TIAs. You know, also, you know, with Alzheimer's disease, I think it's important that people hear, yeah, it's not preventable totally, but you can reduce your risk by, you know, these factors that you talked about. You know, when people, people say, well, what can we do? It's like, well, it's what we can all do at any age are the things that we should be doing, protecting our heart, you know, protecting our, you know, the way we're, our blood is oxygenated through our heart and the rest of, you know, taking overall health, you know, controlling high blood pressure, controlling um, diabetes, you know, making sure that if, if people are sick, they get to the doctor and they get the help that they need. These are, you know, overall health is, is critical. When I think, you know, sometimes people don't realize when we talk about prevention and risk reduction, that also is true of legal plans, you know. So in the second half of life, um, it's really important that people uh, do start taking care of themselves, but also to get their ducks in a row with their legal and financial health. Um, and that starts by just a basic estate plan, wills, say where my stuff goes if I pass away, um, powers of attorneys to say who's my decision maker, and but also <clears throat> planning ahead and making sure our assets go to our children in the best uh, manner possible, but even more so in this, making sure we know what benefits are out there um, and that we come up with a plan in place to be able to access those benefits um, so that we can take advantage of all of the supports that are out there. And so, um, you know, I know in this series, you know, we often think of, of the medical part of it, but I would say that it's just as true with the legal and financial health of a person in the second half of life, that if they, that they really have control to maybe not prevent it, but to reduce the overall risk. All of that kind of, you know, plays a role in overall stress in our lives. You know, the older we get, you know, we think, oh, I should go get a will or I should do this. And some of us don't or we need to get that done. But that's a stress. If, if we take care of that, if we figure out how to do some of that planning, that takes a little bit of burden off as we move down. It may relieve some stress from our life. It may let us sleep better at night that we've done some planning, that we've at least know what to expect. Well, and it also is helpful for whoever has to help us on that journey, our, our oh, care partners yes. and then the people that are making our decisions. So Jeff, we started this um, off by saying, you know, Alzheimer's disease isn't preventable. Is all hope lost? We are hopeful. You know, through the increase in research funding and research efforts, you know, we're hoping to see new meds um, in the next five years, meds that might, you know, stop the disease, meds that might, might at least slow the progression, you know, and improve the quality of life, you know, for the person going through this or for the caregiver. Well, and I know as an elder law attorney, I'm very thankful for all the work that the Alzheimer's Association has done across this nation and in my own state to advance these opportunities and to push forward um, the means of funding and to push forward into the research. And hopefully it will make a difference. One of the things that we want to think about is um, how can you um, access more information? And one way, uh, we have a website www.paeldercouncil.com. That is my law firm website, which we have attached a whole bunch of information, particularly about Alzheimer's. Um, there's some podcasts on there. There's a, there's a guide to care. Um, anything that can be downloaded for you to be able to gather information as you want it. 
The other thing that we have is the planningandprotecting.com site, and that's a site of attorneys across the nation um, providing information about planning and protecting for the second half of life with a special section um, called the Alzheimer's Project um, where information is available to you. But Jeff, I also know the Alzheimer's Association has some great resources. Yeah, well, we're here at the Alzheimer's Association. We're here to listen. One of our main ways to contact us is through our 24-7 helpline. So it's 1-800-272-3900. Or we have a lot of information on our website, which is alz.org. We hope you've enjoyed this video session. Uh, we're here to help you get the information you need when confronting a disease such as Alzheimer's.